Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And this is our favorite things, episode 80. Episode 80, and yet this is the first episode we've recorded like this, Rob. Yeah, we should tell our listeners what's going on. Kevin and I are on a trial separation. We are. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, it's not permanent, kids. It's not permanent. <laughs> you better sit down, kids. <laughs> do, you ever, do, you, do you ever hear Liza Minnelli sing that song? I don't know. No, I, I haven't. But I have. Oh, it's from. It's Liza Minnelli at Carnegie Hall. She sings Married, the Kander yeah. and song. And then she goes into You Better Sit Down, Kids, which is a story of a woman telling the kids oh, she's leaving. Oh, jeez. Like she's, like she's getting And someone was like, that, that'd, that'd be a great song to musicalize. Um, much like Ethel Merman's <laughs> disco album from the seventies that we were just talking about before Good we went on the air, we um, Kevin and I were just on a wonderful podcast called End Scene Podcast, like and scene, scene. Um, yes, like oh yes, like and there's more to come. Um, and we were talking about Ethel Merman's disco album, and we were like, what could we do? What would be the equivalent of that? We were saying if Liza Minnelli did a contempt an album of like. <laughs> only contemporary musical theater songs. So I came up with, I thought it'd be funny if we heard, waving through a window. Waving. Waving. And you know who was waving back at me? Donald O'Connor. That's right. It was Donald O'Connor. And I saw him do a flip and I said, wow. We start with stars in our eyes, just like Mama did at MGM. Lots of stars. And I was, was like, excited, sincerely me, just because, just because, because it's me, and it's sincere, it's sincerely me. But, no, you also did so much Because it's the last three years, so Liza will be like, I, I, I'll never be satisfied, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just never be satisfied. Are you, are you satisfied? I'll never be satisfied. <laughs> Oh my god. If you mean my story. <laughs> <laughs> what a man's gotta chest. do. What a man's gotta do. What a man's gotta do. Just, Just like Bobby. <sighs> Just like Bobby Fawcett did. When we were in Keeper. <laughs> oh, what a cat that was. <laughs> oh, Rob, I love it. Um, well, we need, uh, I gotta be honest, we need some laughter because, uh, yes, oh, we this, didn't what, say, we like, we to, like classic <laughs> Robin Kev totally got off. So I'm, I'm in Lan- Lancaster, Pennsylvania right now working on a new show and Rob is back home in New York and we realized we didn't have a Thursday episode. It's literally Wednesday, 10.01 before our Thursday episode. And I think this is definitely the closest we've, we've actually ever recorded to release time. Yeah, we cut it pretty close to the deadline, which uh, which um, we are sad about and happy about. I mean, there's a lot of things that we could be discussing today. We could be discussing the Natasha Pierre uh, and the Great Comet. Yeah, or as, as my friends are calling it, the Oak Mandy and the Great Closing <laughs> of 2017, which I heard go by oh, today on the streets. And I'm like, my God, what a city. My what city. A city. My God. Yeah, I know. 
Um, oh yes, good job. Uh, bandstand. So Natasha's closing. Bandstand is closing. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, I actually didn't see that. I feel like. Yeah, Bandstand oh. announced that they're closing today, which is really a shame. Which you've seen, so I feel like you've seen that away. like 30 times, Rob. I've seen, <laughs> one, I've seen it four times because my, 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 my best friend is in it. But um, on Sunday night, I had the Bandstand group over at 54 Below and they sang um, Sinatra songs. And do you know who was um, in the audience? I saw the thing. Uh, Clive Davis. Clive uh, Davis, the record And was he not wearing Clive sunglasses? Davis. Thought so. He was wearing sunglasses and a big smile on his face, and I thought he must have like been a producer on Bandstand. He wasn't. He just Are came to see me? the show and was so nice and took pictures. Seriously, took oh pictures with everyone and shook everybody's hand. Oh, and that's fantastic! Them. It was really sweet. It was really really nice. But unfortunately, they're going uh, away. Showbiz. So that's, that's, yeah, that's um, a sad note. But speaking of a sad note, this is the first time that we've ever done this. Um, this week. Our favorite thing is something mm-hmm. that we are going to share together. So there are mm-hmm. not two favorite things. There is one favorite thing. And our favorite thing this yeah, week Yeah, what a good one, Rob. A really Barbara good idea, Cook. too. You know, and I, I, we, I know this is like a – gosh, I feel like we say this every six months. But when we lose someone that we should have had, it feel and yeah, I mean, everyone's sad that she's gone. Yeah. But I just feel like I really – I would have liked to have chatted with her about her childhood and her upbringing, and and she had a really interesting upbringing. Uh, and I, I, I'm just, I'm, oh man, I just wish we got her story. I just, uh, and, and she, her story has been written, and you can get her biography and all of that. But um, uh, boy, what a legend! What a, what a, what a legend! And the biography Auto, is what you've Eddie read, now. and she, she throws no punches. I mean, like she goes, she goes out for it, right? No, she's very open about her tr- her struggles with weight and with alcohol and with depression. Um, it's a really fantastic, fantastic book. One of the things that I really appreciated about her mm. was she really was, in every sense of the word, a survivor. Um, and I think that the pain that she suffered, she was able to so effortlessly turn it into her art. Nobody, I don't think there's anybody who rivals her interpretation of a song from the the American Songbook or from the Golden Age of Musical Theater, uh, e- even even before she passed, she was still bringing new life to some of these old old works. Indeed, uh, had you ever seen her live? And contemporary Rob? and could break your heart. I did. I uh, yeah, in two thousand and four in London, she was playing in London, and I grabbed a ticket. And uh, the night, wow. the week before, she canceled a bunch of performances because she was really ill. And she came out and she leaned against the crook of the piano and she said, I just want you all to know I'm still sick. Um, oh, wow. She's like, but I felt really bad about canceling another week of performances. And she did it and she was still in beautiful, fine voice. And one yeah. of the things I'll never forget was because I had just seen Elaine Stritch at Liberty a while back. Like she and does. There was a moment where Elaine went up on a lyric, and she did no, no, I know, no, 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 I firsthand, I know, yeah, totally. And it's not, it's yeah. not a criticism. It was, you know, that's that was the event. That was the event. Yeah. Um, and you know, broke character and made jokes and did this and did that. Uh, the audience is on the floor laughing. Barbara Cook went up on a line, 
and was in the middle of a ballad, and without breaking concentration, oh, with laser saw, focus, Wally. she just whispered to Wally Harper, one more time from oh, the top. Oh, wow, Rob. And just beautifully started over again. Yeah. Um, but the, the, fo- the focus oh, was she man. wanted to make the music shine. Oh, it wasn't wow. about, isn't this funny, I forgot a word. It was really beautiful. It was really beautiful. So, yes, I did get to see her live, and then I became oh, obsessed I with her. And I had to get every single album and, and find out everything oh. about her. I had no I had no idea who she was beforehand. I really didn't. I knew her that she I knew that she was in the Follies in concert. Right. I knew she was Sally. And then people were like, Oh, she was the original Marion. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah, that truly. Marion? Truly and sensational. Then I to do uh, my research uh, and I was like, Oh my god, what a career. I have a, I had a couple times. Uh, what's interesting about you comparing her to Stritch is have that you seen her live? one of the two her? times that I saw her live I'm not going to get the dates right, but I know that it was in the late 2000s. Uh, Lincoln Center did a benefit concert with Stritch and Barbara Cook together. Uh, and I will just side note: I love that you mentioned Wally Harper's name, her her ranger and pianist yes. for so many for so many years, decades. Uh, Wally Harper, who was uh, you know my mentor, Jack Lee, he was his you know they were you know musician friends together and they did a lot of shows together wally harper was a very special music director who will unfortunately uh not be remembered the way that he should be remembered uh, and and i'm just glad to mention his name um but i saw them in concert at lincoln center and stretch had her piano player rob bowman and i cannot remember who who barbara cook had she had another piano player but it was fascinating to see them back to back I, you know what? I have the playbill at home, and I'll have to go check Rob, but I, I cannot say for sure. Was it Lee? Uh, I was honestly it Lee can't Lee say for sure. Lee? It was on the Vivian Beaumont stage. It was literally piano, and that's it. Okay. It was after her show. It was. It, I want to say it's like 2006, 2005, that, around that time. Um, and it, it was unbelievable because you saw two of these ladies of the same age-ish, um, and they were just – Apples and oranges. Uh, you know, they. you can't say one is better than the other, I think, because – and I'm not – this is not what the podcast is about is comparing. But what was fascinating is that Stritch came out and Stritch does her Stritch thing. And obviously this is before I knew her, but it was – you know, and then having done a little night music, it was like, oh yeah, I, 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 I get how she is. She's always in the moment. She all she cares about is just being real and reacting or whatever. She misses a lyric, she's going to react to it. Uh, but Barbara Cook, there was something sacred that she brought to the writ the word. And when you start a song, as you are in that world, and it is yes. a special yes. place. Not to say that Stritch doesn't feel that way, but Stritch's special place is different than Barbara's Cooks was. Uh, and and her, oh, both were sublime in their own regard. James Levine, the famous Metropolitan Opera conductor, is obsessed with Stritch. He was upset. He and, saw Little Night Music like five or six times, and this is when he was not conducting at the Metropolitan Opera. He came to see her because of her. That that moment where she does mess up and she goes up, but Barbara Cook had a grace and uh, a, a calmness to her that was um, just sublime, truly magical. And I will. I, and the other thing I wanted to mention is that uh, so many Broadway people 
leave the business. They, they, they go out and to do television and film because, let's just be honest, that's, it's much more lucrative and, and, and you only have to work three days and get paid twice as much as you get paid for your year-long run. Um, but Barbara Cook made a living in the arts singing musical theater her entire career. And I think that is um, pretty spectacular, pretty special. Absolutely. Yes. And, I, you know, you, you mentioned this, and I want to go further with it, which was I cannot think of a concert Indeed. where she did not praise the lyricist yeah. of the song yeah. she was singing to the heavens. Burden Lane, Yip Harburg, uh, Stephen Sondheim. The word, like you said, was mm-hmm. sacred. The word was sacred. Um, and Oh, wow. I wish. There's, so, there's something so wonderful. If you buy the DVD, Barbara Cook, mostly Sondheim, one of the extras is her teaching a master class. <laughs> wow. Um, and she goes over with uh, two students. One is Far From the Home I Love. And the best is, is William Finn sailing. <laughs> yeah, Barbara. And the young man gets to the lyric, you know, sex is nice, but I'd rather be sailing. I like that. And she goes, <laughs> and she's really? like, She goes, you'd rather be sailing? And you're, so I, I just I just like that because I think it's a little dig at contemporary lyrics. I think is what she's doing there. Um, and Wally Harper, like you she said, she did for a long while. That's correct. Because she didn't go to she didn't go to, to L. A. like some of her contemporaries bed, did. You know, Karen Morrow, Nancy Dussault, even though she's a little older than them. But she 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 didn't she didn't take um, that road until that. Yep. No, 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 no. She didn't. But then she Blah, got to in the '70s back to Carnegie Hall, and she got. And first of all, before we even talk about her return, let's talk about what she had done. Oh my. Okay, so we have her Broadway debut in Flahuli, which is a great title on its own. And I, I'm going to give this away, and I'm very excited. Oh, I, I love that. The on Wednesday, August 16th oh. at seven o'clock at nine thirty. At Feinstein's 54 Below, we're doing a centennial celebration of the Broadhurst Theater, where Flahuli first played. And we're doing a Barbara Cook tribute in there. And the two, I don't want to tell you who the two singers are that are going to sing from Flahuli to honor her, but it's a very special thing. And and she created it. I mean, she she literally. A lot of the R&H roles. But then, okay, has there ever been a better glitter and be gay than Barbara Cook's? Has totally. there, oh, You're totally correct. Has there been a better Till There Was You from The Music Man? Has there been a better Vanilla Ice Cream? Has there been a better Will He Like Me? And as wonderful as Kristen Chenoweth is, and as wonderful as Laura Benanti is... Oh, I love the Follies it, it, concert, that DVD. Uh, remember 1984, is it 84, 85? Um, 85. And, uh, and, 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 you know, and there's like, it's sort of a, it's a weird DVD because it's kind of a documentary concert. It's not the whole concert. Sometimes I'm like, where's that DVD, you guys? Like, give me the, give me the concert, not just... Although I love the drama that leads into it and all of that. That's fascinating. I just want them to show me the concert. I can't imagine. 
can't imagine. She's like, it's my diabetes. I know. Uh, well, 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 it's our favorite. It's where she. It's where Carol Burnett's singing "I'm Still Here." Yes. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Purse in the background throughout it. And the Comden and the Comden and Green, no, the uh, the the Adolf yeah. Green Carol Burnett shade throwing in the hallway, which which we which we love. But anyway, yeah, no, I heard Mark Sendroff, oh, one of our I former love- guests, was saying. That he was. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like and an urban legend that's become like eight people did it, but I believe it. I believe that everyone was just like, I got nothing. Couldn't like, even what? applaud, so they just threw their programs in the air. Hmm. Seriously, to well, you listen to it and it's magical. But you know what I think is amazing. Um, the, oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, oh I just so wanted glad. you to what keep going, Rob. Oh I was actually going to just horrible. sit here and listen to Dead. you sing the whole. Now, well, folks, we bring you direct from person, live from Phoenix Live. Sally Duran. Sally Duran. What's that song called? Yes. Here she is at last. Oh. No, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Sorry. But you can also oh. listen <laughs> on that recording and that song where George Hearn comes in a little oh, bit man. early and just stops singing. So, you're both so, so I think she's only supposed to sing so and sustain it. Mm. And he's like, so, oh. And he just like, mm-hmm. like backs off real fast. Um, but I think that version of Don't Look at Me is beautiful. Listen to the way she calls Ben's name right at the beginning. And listen to the emotion that she puts behind it. Um, really, really wonderful. 74 and, was the concert. she went away for a bit. Um, got it and if you read the autobiography you'll know why but then that concert coming back coming back and I wonder how big I I don't know that now and we've talked about Cabaret a little bit um, with a couple of people but I wonder where Cabaret was and its gestation and did she enter at a good time was it a good time for people to sort of reinvent themselves in the Cabaret scene if you know what I mean Rob like you know because she a lot of other shows after that. I mean, I, I, the other show I saw her, her in was Sondheim on Sondheim at Roundabout Theater, of course, in 2010. Yeah. We, yeah. If I, under, if I understood what Lee, right. because Leroy Reams talked about this a lot. Uh, what he was saying was that it, I don't think it was a oh, place yeah. for people to be rediscovered. I think it was a place for people to no, be discovered. Right. I think it was a place for Marshall Lewis to be discovered. I think it was a place for Michael Feinstein to right. be discovered. But, you know, it, an ingenue mm-hmm. from the 50s coming back, that's not, you know, no, you're not going to be rediscovered. You should still be working. Or you should be on a sit That's that's a really good question. I'm kind of a sucker. So, no, and, I, I know this is going to sound a little track. crazy. Um, I um, really enjoy <laughs> the gay life. Um, Magic moment, I think, is a really beautiful, beautiful piece. Um, the show itself, no, I'm not going to say encores. Please do that tomorrow. But um, Magic Moment, uh, I, I don't know why. Maybe it was because that was a show that resonated to me when I was younger yeah. and I, it was one of the first experiences I ever had listening to her. Um, but I truly think that that's a gorgeous rendition of of her voice showcasing it. Um, uh, I just, that burp was beautiful, Rob. I could hear that perfectly. Did you burp? 
Oh my god, I, I totally thought I'm about to edit this out. I thought I, when you go back and listen to this, just please listen to what just happened five seconds before that because it sounded like. <laughs> no, I really did. I really thought you were like. <laughs> um, oh, alcohol. Oh, she struggled with depression and obesity and alcoholism in the 70s. She eventually quit drinking in 1977. Oh, fascinating. Sorry, I'm just looking at her. Uh, her- yeah, it might be. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> You do it. I learned from the best. Okay, I'm going to clock back in now. I'm going to. Can you imagine? Um, yeah, magic moment is definitely one of my favorites. Um, do you, here's a confession to you, and I and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I, Music Man was not a big, a big epiphany for me in my listening. Uh, for some reason, I, I know it well, but I never was like a big diehard Music Man fan. I recently listened to it and really, and I love it, and it's amazing. And I just listened to the original cast recording about a week and a half ago. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I guess I just never really connected to it when I was younger. So it's more of an appreciation now, but not a deep seated oh, love of it but i i like it i just i've never seen it i've only seen the movie i've listened to the original cast recording and that's it oh, um and so I, I really can't say oh wow i i wasn't a huge fan of this show until uh, my mentor, Susan Shulman, who's going to be a guest huh. on this podcast soon, she was going to direct The Music Man. And she said to me, she goes, you know what The Music Man's about? Yeah, yeah, so and I was snarky. I'm like, two yeah. hours too long? The kid with the little, and she, li- yeah. And she said, no. She goes, it's about a community of outsiders yeah, 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 totally. trying to get in. Oh, I like that, actually. And she's what? like, and she What's goes, yours, you think Rob? about Harold Hill is an outsider. Marion is an outsider in the community. The kid Winthrop is an outsider, and they all find they're all united by this music. Mm. And then once I heard that, I'm like, I really want to direct this. <laughs> now no, I really want to go in. So I have a couple. Um, I mean, it's very obvious to be like, oh, you know, glitter and be gay or in Buddy's eyes. But I'd like to our listeners to listen to a couple. One is among my yesterdays. Which, which she sings on Barbara Cook's Broadway album. Oh, um, wow. Which is uh, from The Happy Time, uh, Candor and Ebb, and uh, also on the Barbara Cook Broadway album. You know what's album. interesting? She does um, a combination. Those are great. I, I love um, those, Rob. I do. Um, you know, she, she's I do, had the stage by, career. Uh, Jerry um, Herman's time you know, everything. Up until the, you know, well, I guess the grass that, harp really kind of sealed the deal. Really but she was in you know, these traditional musical theater pieces. And yet... She's associated as the the foremost interpreter of Sondheim, and yet she never really had done a Sondheim full-on musical, an original. You know what I'm saying? Like, she did Follies in Concert, she did Sondheim on Sondheim, she's known as, like, the interpreter of Sondheim's music, and yet, like, she didn't do any of them. <laughs> like, I'd love to have seen her Joanne. I mean, that would have been fantastic. No, no, she never did. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, she didn't. And I... Oh, I think her Joanne would have been epic. I think... It's um, very strange. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think when she... Can you imagine if they wrote Sunday in the Park and she could have played Dot? (laughs) 
No, I'm not. Yeah, sure. Right. Shouldn't agree, Mary. Gone, gone back in the yeah. Her Joanne would have been great. She never played Sally fully, did she? Or um, what? She also would have been a good Mary in Merrily. No, not Mary. Yeah, Mary. She would have been yeah. a good Mary. What? Your favorite songs? I'll, yeah. I'll take what I can get. Oh, the other one. Yeah, totally. I forgot, which I thought was genius. You know what has not been one of our favorite oh, things that. yet, and I feel like it should be? Do you remember when Sondheim wrote uh, that article for the New York Times? Frank Rich interviewed him, and Frank Rich asked him, like, can you give mm. me a hundred songs I love that song that so much. And, and then she Well, whenever I play it, I'm always at a loss, because I always think, and she sang oh, the this is just the such beautiful one music. Of them, so, which yeah, I think yeah, is yeah, so yeah. amazing, is her rendition nice. of I oh, Got man. Lost in His Arms. Yeah, I, I have to confess that I, I don't, I that haven't scratched the surface on, on her, really. I mean, I, I only have had a peripheral oh, knowledge, and what I've seen, you know, but, yeah. Oh, I love it so much. What? Uh, yes, because we tweeted out something, Rob. I don't know if you noticed and, you know, this, but we like you were so I, good, I and you sent out a very oh, sweet little like you know, rest YouTube. in peace, she'll be missed. And do you know who you know was one Carrie of the people? Not that I'm like, oh my god, so and so liked our tweet, but Lindsay Haley. Um, did you notice that she completely, oh yeah, she like, she interacted with us and, and I was like, I remembered that Barbara Cook played the Betty Buckley role. Yes. Or Betty Buckley played the Barbara Cook role. <laughs> oh no, I didn't. Yeah. Um. We should, I was just going to ask, I was just going to say Scott Wise would be the person to ask because he would be able to tell us. Because I feel like Barbara Cook was Barbara yeah. Cook was kind of like puff puff. Nah, I'm good. I'm going to pass. I think That's I'm going to. Well, then what happened? I'm good. Like apparently Barbara Cook almost got decapitated. Yeah, like you know what? During, like guys, well, oh, Scott but Wise was telling us this. But, like I'm looking at her 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 resume. You know, Candy, Music Man, Scott, The Gay Life, Showboat, She Loves Me, The King and I, Grass Harp. And then, Carrie. I almost got my head cut off. So, talk about a jump into contemporary musical theater land. Um, yeah, and she was like, "This is what the world that I'm." I mean, of course, sorry, Barbara. Oh, it's the eighties. Awesome um, you know, times yeah, is hard. Carrie. Times is hard. Uh, <laughs> well, I think after her concert, what she kind of you know, what no one ever does. No one ever imitates Barbara Cook singing because like, you really can't. That's what they sent you, her? Can't, you can't be like Stretch. You can't be like Bernadette. You Patty Lapone. All of them. You can't. You really. How are you going to make fun of Barbara Cook? There's nothing to make fun of. Great Not even make fun of. No one's making fun of them. I'm sorry, but there's not even like a. a a a caricature that you can you can bring out like we've we've done really Liza can. we've done Carol Channing like what are you gonna do with with Barbara Cook you're gonna mix everything and make your mix sound as good as possible hi I'm Barbara Cook I mix everything and I'm really good and P.S. into my 80s I still have a soprano and a mix and you're welcome Barbara Streisand eat your heart out. <laughs> You're gonna be brilliant. That's amazing. I, I, That's amazing. 
God, if you listen to like Will He Like Me from one of her most recent concerts yeah. and you listen to the original cast, you can't tell the difference. Yeah. You really can't. Seriously, you cannot tell the difference. Um, Indeed. But, you know, a bit, I mean, and like I said, you know, she wasn't alone in all this. I mean, there was Wally Harper who was helping her. There was David Zippel who was helping her. There were so many that. people who helped get Barbara Cook back on track. And, and God bless them for it because I'm so happy that this beautiful legacy of work is left behind. And, and what a great inspiration. Just so many out there. And so many people but thank goodness that so much of what she did is preserved. I will say that. And I'm thankful for that. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, I just, yeah, I wish that there was more film work of hers. Um, and I, I, I wish that, you know, she mm. would be around for, you know, another 80 years or so. But, oh well. well I'm going to... I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna watch that after I watch Liza Minnelli so do the uh, "Losing My Mind" thing that we talked about earlier on that other podcast that we interviewed. Work, with. Work. I would suggest starting <laughs> the mostly Sondheim DVD. Uh, the mostly Sondheim, actually oh, a DVD. God. I would say do the Sondheim DVD, so that way you can see her in action because it really was something incredible and special. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we also, we just discovered that Liza Minnelli and the Pet Shop Boys did an MTV music video of Losing My Mind, which I actually kind of just wish that they just, you know, put a camera on Barbara Cook and just had her sing it, and that could have been the music video itself. Oh, good one. Yeah, it's true. But You're right. You're totally right. Wrong, but we wanted what, to just what, take a, a what a beautiful, beautiful um, gift to our business and to uh, the world, really. You're exactly um, right, Rob. We were very close to getting her, and uh, unfortunately... Time beat us to it. Time does heal everything, but I think it's going to take a long time for time to heal this. Oh, Rob. Good. Dare you. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. Yeah, and so we raise our glasses to Barbara Cook, and I think it's actually more appropriate. We should probably raise our little scoop of vanilla ice cream to her. So if you're if you're listening after you listen to this, go and grab a little scoop and on some Barbara Cook, and that's actually what we're going to leave you with right now is one of Barbara Cook's songs. So, and we will see you next week, hopefully with happier news. But until then, here's Barbara. Will he like me when we meet? Will the shy and quiet girl he's going to see be the girl that he's imagined me to be? There's more to me than I may always show. Will he like me? Will he know that there's a friend of love waiting to warm him? I'm hoping that his eyes. 
can say How I wish that we could meet another day It's absurd for me to worry so this way wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.